everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. I'm the director, Jeff Mareva. I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hello. How you doing today, Mr. Pretty good. Birch? Pretty good, Mr. Director. Good, good. <laughs> well, today, life is a cabaret, old chum. Oh, yes. It really is. Every day. Every day. So, 1972, cabaret, great film. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Um, I'm a musical theater kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. You too, I knew that. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, one of my favorite stage shows. Uh-huh. Um, so tell us a little I've bit about the movie. I've never done this show. You've never done this show? Uh-uh. Yeah. I've actually I've never, never done seen it. it. I've, I've never seen, seen it. it a few times, but really? I've never done it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, set us up a little bit. Um, it's uh, pre-World War II, Ger- or pre-Nazi Germany, right? It's yep. uh, the Weimar Republic, uh, very unstable times in Germany after World War One, and the Nazis are coming to power and uh, you know there's this uh, you know it's poverty stricken Germany uh, people starving in the streets and uh, you know those people who could afford a few Reichmarks uh, can go to the Kit Kat Club where uh, you know a little uh, cabaret, cabaret. Would, a little bar that where uh, you know uh, shows are put on and it's about the uh, Sally Bowles and uh, um, some other dancers, the performers there at the uh, at the club. Yep, Kit Kat boys and girls. Uh huh. And um, and Sally Bowles is the lead Fräulein. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, um, uh, this you know this is just great movie. Bob Fosse directing. Um, one of the best. One of the best directors. Mm-hmm. Um, well, very very well known, of course. Um, the uh, the the stage show. Um, it's pretty. Is there's there's quite a few differences between the movie and the stage show. Uh-huh. Um, but of course the main theme is of course the same. So the you have the Nazis coming up into power, and that's basically right when this story is taking place. Is right when they really are coming into power, uh-huh. and it's this club basically trying to adjust to this very strict. Um, regiment that the Nazis are implementing. All of a sudden. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere. And um, and so it's really, it's it's a semi-comedy. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it's so dark. You know, it's it's just got such a dark undertone and everything. And and um, I, I love Joel Gray as the MC. I think he kind of makes this movie. Liza Minnelli is, of course, great. Um, but, man, he just makes it for well, me. Well, of course, I mean, he won the Tony Award. Yeah, he, he originated, originated the role, yeah. right? And and won the Tony Award, well, 66, 66, I believe, yeah. For this, and then he wins the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for the same role, yeah. 19. So he's one of a very few, a, very, a handful of actors who have done the same. Yeah, and um, this is... This story is loosely based on true real-life people. Um, the... Uh, the musical is based on a 1951 play called I Am the Camera, or I Am Camera. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and then, which is, of course, based on a 1930-something book called Goodbye to Berlin. Uh-huh. Um, and, <laughs> and that writer, um, Christopher Eisen, uh, now I've forgotten his last name. but um, It's difficult to pronounce. Difficult to pronounce. Um, but um, uh, he wrote it about true experiences. He knew a true life Sally Bowles and by the name of Gene Ross. Right. And um nineteen year old. Nineteen year old cabaret singer uh-huh. um, who this character Sally Bowles is loosely based on. Kind of a rough character. Very rough character. Yeah. And um and yeah, so you know, you were telling me that she wasn't necessarily honestly the best 
performer. Right. Yeah, there was uh, you know people that knew her um, had spoken uh, with the press after this came out and said, you know, maybe Liza Minnelli wasn't the right person for this. That or, or any you know, uh, it was just that sh- the character Sally Bowles was portrayed as you know really talented. And this Gene Ross was, average. yeah, yeah, average at best, yeah, and uh, kind of a sleazy character, right? So, um, yeah, it was a little detachment. But this is Hollywood, right? Right, it's Hollywood or Broadway, even. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's show business, it's show business. So it's gonna, yeah. I mean, it's not even though it's based loosely on real characters. Right. That's just kind of a starting point. Yeah. And if you haven't seen this movie and don't know the story or anything, I, you know, it might be one that you don't watch with the kids. Uh, you right. know, it's, it's not. It's what's crazy is 1972. It's rated PG. What? It's rated PG. Really? I know. And I'm watching this going, <laughs> this should be at least PG-13 because there's lingerie scenes and people kind of dancing and, and uh-huh. stuff. And and uh, it's no, nothing bad, but it's just maybe not appropriate for young children. And um, but uh, but yeah, the, the Kit Kat Club itself was known as a place of. Decadence of yeah, yeah of, of kind of of that lifestyle that, in a decadent time. I yeah. mean, the you know the the Roaring Twenties were especially roaring in Germany, right? Um, uh, lawlessness, you know, uh, different political gangs fighting for control, and um, yeah, a lot of these entertainment uh, venues would you know. Uh, were very dark, yeah, uh, and you know offered everything from prostitution to drugs. So yeah, this this was a tough time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, based off some true life, real life characters. Um, the the show, the Broadway musical, um, which started in 1966, in 1999 or something like that, they did a re- re- revised version, a, re- yeah. a, a revision. Um, and I have to say, it's my favorite version. I love this movie. And Don't you saw it. And I saw it. I was So I was living in New York at the time, and uh, my wife and I got tickets, and we got to see Alan Cumming and the, you know, the original Broadway cast of that revival. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, just great. I mean, you know, he, he took every great part of Joel Grey and then ex- expanded on it. And the revival is so much darker than the original stage show and the movie, um, it really makes it really makes the gravity of Nazism come uh-huh. to the front and center, um, which the movie just doesn't necessarily do. I mean, it, off- right. it obviously implies it's a bad thing and that sure. it's, they're taking over and every, it's ruining everything, but there's not like a sense of doom necessarily uh-huh. um, that the revival really had, um, which clearly would be coming for these individuals. Yes. Uh, you know the the Nazi mm, ideal was was not did not gel right. with the kind of lifestyle that's portrayed in this. Of course, film. yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, so just a lot of stuff going on at that time, and the the, the stage show is just so much darker. And um, you know, personal story, real quick. I, I uh, while I was living in New York, um, one of my roommates, Matea Govich, Matt Govich. Um, he, his sister, Milena Govich, was in the Broadway revival of Cabaret, and she was Lulu, one of the Kit Kat girls, uh-huh. and Brooke Shields was Sally Bowles. Wow. And uh, when Brooke <laughs> Shields left Sally Bowles, um, Milena moved up into the 
Sally Bowles. The role. lead role. The lead role on Broadway. Wow. And she's gone on to do other, I mean, uh-huh. she's a great actress, great singer, great right. dancer, triple threat. She's gone on to do TV and movies and film, and she's she uh, um, got in really um, well with Dick Wolf and all the Law and Order oh, stuff yeah. and all that. So she did Good a lot of those. And, um, so her brother, Matt Govich, my roommate, also got a part in Cabaret on Broadway. He was one of the Kit Kat boys, not uh-huh. necessarily, didn't get one yeah. of the leading roles like his sister, but, sure. you know, so you had this family in there, um, and uh, it was just a real, and so I got free tickets uh, several times, because, <laughs> you know, he, he got some tickets, and so we, we it saw helps. It. It, it helps. It helps. It's a little pricey. So it's a little pricey. So we got to see that show two or three times, I think, uh-huh. and it was at the old Studio 54, Really? In New York. And oh, that, wow. That was where they staged it. It wasn't yeah, in because that was a theater it before was a theater. it was Studio 54. Yeah, and they still had the original disco ball. Oh, um, from, wow. Uh, not from Studio 54. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was it was fun. Uh, you know, New York, living in New York post 9-11 was, of course, oh, a great time. wow. wow. So, um, or, I'm sorry, pre-9-11. Pre-9/11. I, said, I, said, I said post. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant pre-9-11. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, so yeah. yeah. Now, uh, and then one thing, um, you know, in this, in this film, the uh, the song uh, "Tomorrow Belongs to Me" right, yes. is like you know talking about. It's really uh, saying you know uh, the Nazis are coming, everything's changing, and tomorrow belongs to us. Yes. And uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, when the when this came out, thought. Uh, this was like a real, a real German. It was written to kind of folk song. Yeah, to to right inspire that fatherland, the fatherland, yeah. and all that. And um, uh, I we were la- laughing before we started here today, and uh, about that. Um, there's another song that's like that uh, Broadway yeah. musical that uh, Edelweiss. Edelweiss. I did not Sound know. Yeah. Sound of Music. Yeah. Edelweiss is not an Austrian folk song. It is not the Austrian national, or maybe it is now. Maybe it is now, yeah. right? But it was written by Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah, it was like, oh my, really? Yeah, uh, it's, it's there's, like you know, there's another place that I think did that uh, when Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote a famous musical about their state. They ended oh, up adopting that? that as their state song. Yeah. yeah, so that's mm. weird. Those guys, uh, those they're, guys writing, they're, they're into everything. They're pretty popular. Oklahoma. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so the stage show, like I said, is a lot darker than the movie, but the movie is still really good and really dark. And and Michael York does a great job in this. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and the actor that plays Maximilian, I've forgotten his name now. Um, but they're they're both yeah. great in this. Um, Michael York is one of those characters where it's just like he's so non-assuming, like you just you don't think anything of him, like right. he's just kind of there, and, and and then he just blends in so well to everything, and and. Uh, just I don't know. He's one of those actors that you're just like, oh yeah, of course I know him, but I don't know him. He used to be in everything. Yeah. in this in the seventies. Yes, he was. And he just sort of dropped off the yeah. face of the earth. He did. And uh, yeah. Why doesn't his agent return his calls? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So so again. So this this you know has some some scenes that are not necessarily appropriate for the kids, but I think that you're going to really like this movie. I think overall the music, the I mean, the score is great. The Bob Fosse choreography. Oh, yeah. um, and all that, you know, it's referred to in the film All That Jazz. Yes. Because there's elements of, of all of his different uh, projects, his big, you know, iconic projects in that. Uh, so, like, you see him, he's uh, uh, in the movie All That Jazz. He's uh, uh, walking in, he's uh, uh, directing the film, and he's just watching the, the footage from... What is obviously Lenny, 
yeah. the film with Dustin Hoffman yeah. that he directed. And, you know, the, uh, the, the choreography for, say, like uh, the, the Come Fly With Me song or Take yeah. Off With Us uh, is very, very uh, similar to uh, Cabaret. Yeah, yeah. So another thing I want to talk about is the Oscars. This this movie won a lot of Oscars. We talked eight. about yeah, eight, eight Academy Oscars. Awards. We talked about Joel Gray. He uh-huh. won the Oscar for it. He originated the role, won the Tony as well. Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli also um, was one of the eight nominees for this. Um, a ch- yeah, did something her mother never did. Right. She won an Academy she Award. Won an Academy Award. And uh, people at the time said that um, you know maybe that this was restitution for not giving Judy Garland uh, an Academy Award for all of the work that she did in her life. Yeah. So, yeah, eight Academy Awards, but did not win Best Picture. Right. Lost that to The Uh, Godfather. The Godfather, 1972. That was a tough Tough year. Tough year, yeah. And really, you know, Oscars a lot of times are dependent upon what you're up against. Yeah. And if there's not a lot of great competition, then... You're a lot more likely, of course, but it, on those years where there's a, a Godfather, a, a, you know, oh, yeah. gone, a, gone with the wind, gone with the wind, Wizards of Oz, True Grit, you know, right. something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, so but really yeah. ought to be multiple winners in those years. You yes. Know? Yeah, but, I know. I know. You wish you, you know, could. You yeah. wish you could give them all. They're <laughs> they're all so, they're all just so incredible. You know what I yeah. mean? This, I mean, cabaret. I mean, to put. To put that stage show on film, I mean, yes, you have some advantages because you can use real scenes, real sets. You know, you can uh-huh. use an apartment building or whatever, and you have that. But, but to see it go from stage to film, and then when I saw it, you know, I originally saw the film first, and then so I got to see it go from film to stage. Uh-huh. Um, it's really cool watching these go back and forth, and the screenplay is different. And you were saying that Bob Fosse really changed a lot of the screenplay. Yeah, he cha- he. That was the caveat that he had to take it on. You know, they had uh, they had. Um, a couple of other directors, uh, Joseph Mankiewicz and uh, uh, a couple of other great directors were approached uh, before Fosse. Yeah. But when Fosse came on, he says, you know, I want to I want to revise the script. Yeah. And, um, you know, he made it his own. You yeah. know, of course, you know, Bob Fosse project, it's going to look a certain way. Yeah. And uh, it certainly I re- does. I read that Gene Wilder was actually one of the considerations <laughs> for the director of this movie. Uh-huh. And I really would have liked to have seen his oh, version man. of this. That would have been interesting. <laughs> and speaking the Gene of... Gene Wilder connection, the, right? I was going to say, speaking of Gene Wilder... Um, the soundstage that they shot this, uh, the interiors on, uh, they had just... The cast and crew of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory had just vacated. Just wrapped up. I mean, up. the smell of chocolate is still in the air. I mean, there might have been an Oompa Loompa, you know, in one of the bathrooms. Tucked away in the still. corner, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, all those, you know, everlasting gobstoppers. Of course. Were, you know. One is enough for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. It's Nosberry. Um, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, so that was a great little connection there about, uh-huh. that, you know, two completely oh, different films. Oh, man, very um, different. Yeah, two completely different films. Um, there was also a, lo- a, a long list of actors and actresses that were considered yeah, um, yeah, before Jill Gray and, and, and before um, Liza Minnelli, which I was surprised because Liza Minnelli, you know, she she's great in this role. And, oh, yeah. And so I just assumed, like, she was probably – you know, the choice number one. Right. You, know, about you would think that, but like, um, 
uh, Barbara Streisand, and Margaret. Um, yeah, just, I'm looking for the list here. <laughs> um, and same thing with the MC. I mean, there were several there were several actors um, yeah. considered for the MC. And then what's to me is like it's like oh well, how could you top? Oh yeah, Joel Gray. I mean, he originated the role on Broadway. He's got it down to a T. And he studied uh, German accents. Yes, he, he really went the you know he he was just to prepare for that. And you know, I mean, he already had the experience on on stage. Um, I I don't know how you, how it would be cabaret. Yeah, without yeah. Joel Gray, and you know that revival that I was talking about the the main the MC was Alan Cumming, and um, I I was a little hesitant going in, you know, because I'm like Joel Gray. How are you going to top Joel Gray? Right. And um, man, Alan Cumming did such a phenomenal job. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it tops Joel Gray, but it is right up there. Um, with okay. everything. Okay, so I got the list. Ursula Andress. Okay. Can she dance? I don't know. Can she sing? She looks great in a, a bikini, but uh, <laughs> uh, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Okay, she that, did Victor Victoria. Uh, yeah. Kind of like But that's that. still a little probably too risque maybe for her. Uh, and Margaret, which would have been, she's, she's a great dancer. She's yeah. a great singer. Um, you know, uh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Wow, yeah. that's an interesting. Yeah, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Hanoi Jane. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Jill Ireland. She was married to Charles Bronson. She's in all his films. Okay. Um, Glenda Jackson. Well, I'm not. I think I'm she's not one sure. of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm no, not, it's not her. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, Shirley who MacLaine. probably wouldn't have been, you know, her own take on it, but she'd yeah. have been great. She would have been great. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Streisand, who could sing and maybe dance, and yeah. you know, she danced, but yeah, it, it would have been a whole different. I can't yeah. see her in a Bob Fosse no film. I, no, that, Brenda Vaccaro hmm, with yeah. her smoky cigarette voice. Right. Uh, very yeah. And Natalie Wood. Yeah, yeah, Natalie Wood, yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, it would have been, I mean, she's so sweet. And so, you know, so to do a turn on her, you know, maybe that had done big things for her career. Right, yeah. You know, to do something that different. Yeah, that's but true. We'll yeah. never know. We'll never know. Um, well, Cabaret, if you haven't seen it, it's a great film. Please tune in. Um, Saturday nights at 9 um, we repeat the following Fridays at eleven. Uh-huh. Um, it's this is this is one of those great. I mean, like like we said, eight Oscars, um, best supporting actor, best actress, best you know, so much stuff. And best everything. Best everything except for best picture. Yeah. And um, oh, wow. but you know, Godfather's hard and hard. Yeah. Kind of hard to beat. Um, eventually, one day, maybe we'll have the Godfather on OEG. Oh, wouldn't Movie that Club. be great? We'll do uh, some. We'll have editing. to edit it. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to edit it quite a heavy. But take uh, the cannoli, leave the gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I just want to say thank you, guys, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, please join us next week and listen to the podcast. Like and subscribe and download when you get a chance. It was a pleasure. See you next time. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.